0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Day and Night Podcast. My name is Cody Kleeman. Freshman Feek, Mike check, what it do? Hey, we back in business? Yes, sir. Hey, you told me you had a good week, huh? Man, I had a great week. I feel like summer's coming alive
1: right now. The only thing I'm upset about this week, the gyms are closed once again. Bro, I was just getting in my stride, getting loose, building back my muscle. You know what I mean? Got my diet popping and california shuts the gyms back down i'm highly disappointed
0: about that i mean it's all for the better good i mean when people are running and breathing heavily on each other and there's a pandemic (laughs) happening like there's the virus is gonna spread i hear that like wildfire but
1: like listen i hear that however my gym situation when i go to the gym everybody's wearing a mask the gym by my house, people wearing gloves on top of their workout gloves. They're wearing latex gloves. I feel like they're taking all the precautions. Keep the gyms open, man. Like, I feel like that's part of an essential business. <laughs> an essential business?
0: Who's to say the what's j- essential? The gym, the gym is an essential business?
1: Bro, marijuana shops have been open this whole time as essential. You mean to tell me that keeping my physical health, which ties into my
0: mental health, that's not essential? I mean, I guess Am I tripping? Is
1: essential. Am I tripping on that or I mean, what do you think?
0: <laughs> It could be essential. I mean, I feel like everything is essential. Like Somebody, selling cars. A car is essential. Uh, water is essential. The only real essential thing is food and water. Everything else <laughs> to is, keep just, you alive. Is, is a want. That's what I'm saying. So I feel like everything can be classified
1: as essential depending on who you speak to.
0: Exactly. Right. Like, and essential could be the bars and clubs. Like we essentially have <laughs> I to, essentially, to have fun. I essentially <laughs> like we essentially have to have to fun. Need to speak
1: to women. <laughs> exactly. You know I mean? Like it's an
0: essential need.
1: Yeah. You know, that's one I mean? thing I'm—I'm I'm really bugged out about. So, what this are you gonna week. do
0: now for exercise?
1: Go back to my home, my home remedies, my home gym. Got my pull-up bar, all dumbbells. I tried to buy dumbbells on Amazon, sold out. Tried to buy some cables, sold out. Like everything is sold out since the beginning of quarantine. Somebody told me. So you know it's wild out here, but now just doing outside sprints in this ninety-nine, hundred and five degree weather. Mm-hmm. You know, hopefully I don't pass
0: out. Well, I mean, I have you on a uh, Apple Watch on your uh, fitness tracker. Oh, you so, already know. Uh, I will see exactly how your exercise is. Oh, and, we uh, popping. We popping. I we will. Go
1: We're going full schedule, you
0: know what I'm saying? (laughs) Oh, okay. Like that. Like that. You trying to compete? I'm hot just talking about it. Just talking about what I'm saying. We're (laughs) gonna start the competition, bro. Uh, Hey, it's on. I'm competing right now. (laughs) Let's get it. Let's get it. How was your week though? Man, it it was it was good. Like it was it was good. I mean, every week is, you know, just working hard, man. Just working hard, grinding. You know, just work hard when you're in your twenties and thirties and uh, everything that you do from your twenties and thirties will kind of progress into If you're going to retire when you're 40, 50, 60. Facts. So that kind of sets you up. So right now is the time where I'm going to grind, work work as hard as I can. Laying the bricks down right now. Exactly. The bricks down. So that way when I do reach 40, I'm good. I'm retired. I have my rental properties. I have income coming in and I'm not even doing anything. Okay. And that's ultimately the goal to be financially stable is to have income coming in. And you're not even doing anything. So,
1: like, horizontal income. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. You can be laying down in your bed, sleeping, but, you know, your are still still
0: clocking in them dollars. Exactly, exactly. I agree. I agree. That's that's my goal, man. Like, I've just been, you know, you work 65, you know, hours a day, however many or a day, I mean a week, Mm -hmm. uh, doing whatever you got to do. If you got to work seven days, do that for five years, and then you can enjoy the rest of your life.
1: Yeah, that's facts. That's facts. And, you know, now during our age you know we both invest in the stock market have other you know uh, investments elsewhere you want to you want to get to a point where you have multiple streams of revenue assets diversify exactly exactly that's you know most millionaires have multiple streams of revenue where they're not just counting on one source of revenue if one gets terminated or you get fired or whatever the case is or one just dries up an investment goes south you have other streams of revenue that you can clock on you know what i mean so i think it's big for us on in our age room, in our age range you know what i mean to really focus on that
0: absolutely and, and you know i worked my butt off day in and day out and i was right. able to buy a bmw x6 hey turn up <laughs> You <laughs> all, feel me? all day and night right you know all day and night all, all day, day and night. night that's what i'm talking about so it's always cool it's a cinnamon brown interior uh it's it's pretty nice I do, yeah. i've showed it to you right i
1: think i've seen it once or twice yeah, yeah it's yeah, nice yeah. i
0: i really enjoy it and it just gives me that sense of accomplishment of like okay this was earned not given okay so it's that sense of accomplishment that if somebody would have given me that bmw mm-hmm. i would have been like Oh, that's cool. Okay. You know, it's okay. good. You know, I like my car. But now that I'm able to approach my car and be like, I earn this. It's a totally different. You know, yeah, totally definitely,
1: different. Definitely. Definitely. You want to work hard and you want to reward yourself. And that just, it's like a never ending loop. Once you reward yourself and you see the accomplishments you can get, once you get in it every day, you notice, oh man, I can get e- like even more. You know what I mean? So, so it kind of refuels the fire underneath you. You know what I mean? To keep grinding.
0: Exactly. I and, like that. Yeah. And then... Um, you were
1: talking about uh, moving, right? I think you were yeah, talking yeah, about... Yeah, 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 yeah. So look I,
0: I look, I've been looking at a couple different uh, apartments, so, like the luxury apartment complexes. Right. And I was like deciding, like, should I stay where I'm at or should I, you know, try and upgrade even more, kind of like I did with my car. Right. And and, <clears throat> and I kind of weighed out everything. And I think, you know, it, like, it is like we were talking about. It's motivation it's knowing okay i got this place by myself okay i i'm able to have independence i'm able to have friends over i'm able to do what i want uh face different challenges different tasks um and just experience a different side of life okay yeah and i think i'm really excited to find the right place and uh, advance
1: what gives you an idea of what the right place is like is there something when you go look at these different apartments, different complexes. Is there something that needs to be there or is there something that if it's there, it's a, it's an automatic no-go. Like what catches your eye when you're looking for different places? Good question.
0: So it's, it'd probably be the amenities. So the things like the pool, the jacuzzi, just the luxury of it. Like I don't want to just be in like an apartment complex that's, you know, ten. 10 apartments and it's run down. It's, you know, set 80 years old. I want to be in a new apartment complex where I'm motivated to come home. It's, it's just, it's really nice to come home to. I want to come home to something that I can say is my own. Okay.
1: Now I've seen, you know, looking around at different places, I've seen some places where the amenities are off the charts. Like they're crazy dope. However, the actual living space, like your apartment is like, eh, it's kind of small. You know what I mean? It's kind of tight, kind of small. And I've seen other ones where the where your specific living space is really nice, like so spacious. Bedroom is like the size of two bedrooms. You know what I mean? But then the, the, the amenities aren't really there. So do you value one over the other?
0: I mean, to be honest, I'm increasing the budget. Like mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to have the best of both worlds in there. Okay, you know? Okay. So I mean, if you if you got to spend twelve hundred, fourteen hundred, eight, eighteen hundred, however much it costs, it's the happiness. Yeah. I was always like, oh, you know, I want to just save money. I want to save, save, save. And now I'm realizing it's not all about money. Exactly. Now, although money doesn't make the world basically go around, um, happiness is also very important. One hundred percent. Being happy is extremely important, and yeah. that leads to more money. Is when you are happy,
1: you're more, you're more productive. When, exactly. When you're in a good headspace and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, which is why I'm upset about the gym, because that puts me in the right headspace. I am I'm gonna be talking about this for a while, man. I'm a gym head, so mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Well yeah, I mean still a little weaker than me. <laughs> Come on, bro. Stop capping. Why are you capping for the audience, <laughs> bro? Like, Big cap. Just make sure they listen to only the audio. <laughs> <That's> big... <laughs> Facts.
1: Visual visual says another yes, story. Exactly. So that's nah, all good though. You nah, You. you heading up there.
0: Yeah, I mean it's a process, man. Yeah. You you heard about Nick Cannon.
1: Bro, Nick, what's up? What's up with our guy Nick, man? Man. That's my brother, man. He, Shout out was, to Nick. He got into some hot water this week. We we can jump, you know, right, uh, jump straight into the hot topics. Um, yeah, so Nick Cannon this week was fired from Viacom CBS, I think, is the company. Viacom owns like MTV, uh, VH1, I think BT as well. I think BT the owners sold it to to Viacom. So big, major, you know, media platform uh, for anti-Semitic comments that he made. Now the exact comments I don't have them word for word, but he pretty much said that black people are the true Hebrews and that the Jews, um, the Ashkenazi Jews, have usurped our identity, um, something to that effect. And he also said that uh, people without dark skin, uh, with he said people without dark skin have a deficiency that historically forced them to be more savage and to act out because of their deficiency and and that's the reason why white people in history have been have been so violent towards people of color. So and so of course he got it in hot water for those comments, was fired, and Cody as a white man,
0: how do you feel about those comments, <laughs> my brother? I mean uh I mean I guess we're all I mean with this whole you know the whole Movement and everything that's going on. I mean, I guess freedom of speech is, you know, is it's key. It's, it's, it's we we're out there. Um, I don't think that maybe he should have been fired. I think he should have been reprimanded, and said, "Like, look, this is inappropriate." But then again, you do have to think about all the police officers who got fired for what they did. So it's almost in synchronization of the same thing. I mean, he, he, there's no problem. He's going to find something well, else. Well, what did
1: the did police officers get fired for what they said? Or did they get fired? They got fired for what they did. For, 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 for so shooting I guess, somebody, right? So, so it's I guess it's, really, a, it's a little bit different. It, yeah, freedom of speech stops, you know. Oh, I heard a good quote. Somebody said, your freedom to swing your fist stops at my nose, right? So you have, yes, you have freedom of speech, and you have the freedom to do what you want to do. But as soon as it inflicts harm on me, like that's where your freedom ends. Sticks
0: and stones can break my bones. Yeah. Words can never hurt me.
1: I don't know if that applies specifically in this. You know? I hate
0: that. I absolutely hate that thing. Really, that line. Why? Because I feel like verb, like word, wording, like can length, hurt too. That can really affect somebody's well being. Like mm. of things that you say, you're permanently scarred. Yeah. Like when you're in high school or even you know junior high, and people are saying things to you. Oh, you got acne, pimple face, volcano. Like that's that stuff that sticks with you.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. But so where do you draw the line on free speech? Is it the intent? Like, so in those in those examples you're giving right now, those people are intending to hurt you, right? They're intending to, you know, call you ugly or whatever. You got pimple, pimple face, acne face. Those people are intentionally trying to hurt you, whereas Nick Cannon, I think in his... Now, I didn't watch the exact interview that he had with uh, Professor Griff, um, who is a member, used to be a member of Public Enemy. I think he got kicked out too. He they weren't they weren't trying to hurt anybody they were trying they were like talking on like a historical level and stuff like that trying to be knowledgeable of course and you know apparently they said you know some comments that aren't they're not they're not rooted in historical fact you know what i mean and they got fired and he got fired for that so are those two examples the same like where where does freedom of speech where do you draw the line
0: i i think freedom of speech draws the line between hatred and making insults verbally like mm-hmm saying verbal remarks of what you're going to do or I mean that that is drawing the line of what I'm going to do to you like I'm going to kill you I'm going to do this I'm going to do that like that's just not necessary but voicing your opinion kind of like how we do and how we say how we feel based off of our how we've been brought up based off of who we've been around I think your thoughts you can say how you feel but don't say it in a mean demeanor of like, just an insultive manner. So, insulting so somebody the intent is just not. again. So, okay, intent. We're going yes. back to the intent. Intent. So, if you. With your intent to harm somebody. Like, yeah. I can say, like, oh, this is how I feel towards Black Lives Matter. This is how I feel towards this. But I'm not saying those people are idiotic. Those people are stupid for believing those ways. Right.
1: I agree. I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, freedom of speech is one of the, the best. You know tools that that are you know founding fathers of America put in America and and apparently even first world countries across you near know, the pond in UK like they don't have freedom of speech. If you say something that people, it's fight, over. You're, yeah, arrested, you can or get killed. arrested for just speaking. You know what I mean. So that that that's something that we have here that sometimes we take for granted. You know what I'm saying. Like we can say. You know, fuck Trump, you know what I mean, and not be arrested for it. But over there, if you say something like that uh, to their leadership, like that, you can get really reprimanded for that. So, but with that, you know, relating that to to Nick Cannon, I also don't believe he should have been fired from, even though I don't know if he was fired per se. I know Viacom owns the rights to his show Wild and Out, you know, the show Wild and Out, right? Hilarious show! That's how
0: we got famous, and then he went to AGT America's Got Talent. Yeah, which yeah. I love that show. Have you watched it? Yeah, I
1: don't know if that's the beginning of how he got famous. He he has been doing that show for a while, but mm-hmm. but Nick Cannon used to you know he used to rap like do, do, do yeah. music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he gets clowned for his music all the time, but he, he's if you think about, it, he's really talented, bro. Music, From acting, acting. Came. acting. He had a, a drum line. He had he put out hits, bro. Drum line. Uh, what's the one where he had Christina Milian? Bro, what's that shit? One of my favorite movies. What's What's love got to do with it? I don't know. Forgive me for not remembering, but yeah, I think... I think uh, No, no, love don't cost a thing. There we mm. go. Love don't cost a thing. Gotcha, gotcha. Drumline, but Yeah, he's super talented, but...
0: But this, I feel like, really kind of affected him. Like, he was even... I agree. His friend, even... It, I don't know if it related with what happened, but his friend took his life. And Nick even tweeted saying, oh, well, peace out, Earth. Like, you guys can do what you got to do. So, basically, almost like... A sign of like, okay, I'm going to commit suicide because I can't overcome this problem oh, and my wow. reputation and things of that sort. Yeah. So it affected him, and that's right. why he had the video up on his podcast um, that he did, and he took down the eventually video. Eventually took it down. Took he down eventually the video. took down the video, right. apologized, but then he was getting bash- backlash from people saying, oh, you're too weak, and this, and just getting yeah, all that that's, that's crazy.
1: He got backlash for making the comments. And then got backlash like, for apologizing, for apologizing. From, the, from, you know, from people who think he, he, he didn't say anything wrong.
0: And then there was other people who were saying he shouldn't have to apologize.
1: So it's kind of like a what's... You're damned if you do, damned if you don't.
0: Exactly. It's a no-win situation. Yeah. But I think Fox didn't fire him. So
1: Fox, he's, he has that show on Fox, The Masked Singer.
0: Yes, I've I, never
1: seen it. I haven't. Either. Not my, yeah, not my style. But Fox didn't fire him. Fox just put out a statement. You know, he's he's sorry, deeply sorry. He didn't intend to hurt anybody, but he understands what he said was not true and it was hurtful. Even though he didn't intend to be hurtful, he he knows that it was hurtful. And the fact that he's learning, you know, he's speaking to rabbis now and learning why exactly his comments were anti-Semitic. He's Muslim too, right? Nick Cannon.
0: Yeah, I don't. He wears a think turban. So
1: he wears a turban. I don't think he's Muslim, um, but. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Oh. He probably studies, you know, the stu- you know the teachings of Elijah Muhammad or Malcolm X or you know, I, I, like like the Nation. He probably studies the Nation of Islam heavy, um, but I don't know if he you would consider himself a Muslim. Yeah, yeah, who knows about that? Hmm. But yeah, yeah, man. So that's we'll see what happens. Um, Diddy said that if Viacom wants to fire him, he Diddy wants him to bring Wilden out to Revolt TV. He said, Diddy says that's 100% black owned. You know what I mean? Where, you know, we're not going to punish you for, you know what I mean, for just speaking your mind or whatever the case is. But Nick Cannon doesn't own Wild and Out. Viacom owns Wild and Out. So.
0: Maybe he'll change it.
1: Yeah. Out and Wild? <laughs> out and Wild. The thing about that is, like, you know, lawyers, they draft out them contracts, real estate. Yeah, so if you yeah. do. It, a show even similar to that. I don't care what the name is. If you have different, you no know, branding or whatever name, the they made, they'll come. Yeah, yeah they're gonna yeah, come. They're, yeah. yeah, they're gonna come after you for sure. What that's else you got for us? Intellectual property. Um, what else we got today? Hot topics. Did you hear about Rondo just got injured?
0: Bro, that's unbelievable. So heard, that's another point card. No, I heard that. That that's just like that's kind of like. Do you remember that one time when Swaggy P got injured during practice and he was out for a while? I don't remember because we weren't planning
1: on winning a championship, regardless. Oh. <laughs> so it didn't, made no difference. But like
0: Rondo, point. like and he looked really solid, bro. Too. buff Like as he hell. looked buff. Like he was training. He was putting in mad work. And to me personally, like my thoughts and opinions on that is, when somebody gets injured during practice, they're not properly preparing. They're not stretching. They're not. They're not. No,
1: it's his finger though. He broke. I think he broke or pulled a, lig- a ligament in his in his thumb. In When's his the last time finger? you saw
0: Kobe or LeBron or? a main thing, do something during practice and break their bone during a practice.
1: I mean, you bring up a good point. Like, when has LeBron or
0: Kobe ever said, oh, yeah, I broke my finger during practice and I'm out for six weeks? You'll never hear that from a superstar because they know how to play during practice. So I I consider that improper and inadequate preparation.
1: That's an interesting take. I never thought about it like that. I'm trying to think of a situation where – I mean, I'm sure there's been some stars that, I mean, not to the extent right before the playoffs, you know, you get hurt and you're out six weeks, but,
0: yeah. I mean, I'm I, I I'm, I'm great, sure he'll be back point. in time for playoffs. He will be, because we're, we're going to
1: make a big run. You know, we're going to be, minimum, we're going to the Western Conference Oh, finals, I got the
0: Lakers all the way.
1: And that's six To eight, I mean that's yeah, yeah, we'll be there. He'll be back before the Western Conference Finals, I think for sure. I
0: mean Rondo in his prime was unbelievable, bro. And playoff Rondo, Celtic, Celtic Rondo. I hate the most amazing assist person. You level. knew he wasn't even shooting the ball, and you couldn't stop him. And you couldn't. You yeah. didn't know where he He wasn't even looking at the person that he was I think that to. goes into the offense,
1: too. Like, you know, they ran a the great coach. offense. The coach. Doc, Doc, Rivers, Doc Rivers. Yeah. Amazing Great coach. offense. You know, they had the perfect pieces. Kevin Garnett with the high, you know, high post. Unbelievable. That Jump was, shot silky.
0: Lakers lost so many times to those Celtics. I mean, Kobe would have had like 10 rings already. Bro, he, he could have three-peated again. Over bro, and over, but he they, he always had... lost to the Lakers. Yeah. I mean, to the Celtics. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. They just they always had that one up on them, and it would be whether it was a game seven, game six. They always had that one up. Yeah, and you know you got Ray Allen, bro. Ray Allen's sharp shooting skills. You had Garnett. You had all these amazing athletes that were all packed on one team, and they had Kobe and Shaq.
1: You know what sucks though? They only won one ring. Hmm. So. That Celtics team, or that Celtics dynasty. No. Yes. Really? One ring, bro. No, they didn't. Oh, 09. Really? Oh, 010, Lakers came back and smacked them. Really? The next, no, 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 no. Was it, I know they but they beat the Lakers, the Lakers came back and one year beat the Celtics, and then the next year beat Orlando. Hmm. Remember, we had the magic when, when Dwight Howard was there. Interesting. Yeah, we got back. to the, They only got one ring, bro. We were crazy. crazy. I, they I, I, have had I, I thought they wore like, won like four. <laughs> I thought they won a lot more. They went to two back-to-back. Back. They won the first one with against the Lakers, and then they lost the second one against the Lakers. And then we went back again, and, and but we played uh, Orlando.
0: Interesting. Yeah, yeah and, and also Avery, Avery Bradley isn't going to be playing. Also, he opted out because of his son. That's right. Had the medical condition. He yeah. didn't want to risk it.
1: Yeah, I think asthma or some type of – either um a respiratory, uh, respiratory disease illness, or yeah. autoimmune disease that he didn't want to get his son you know risk it which I I agree with him but he was thinking about not playing before that because of you know the the black lives matter protest a lot of players were saying you know what us playing right now is going to draw too much attention away from the movement we have a lot of a lot of attention right now and we should harness that and not cause another distraction to divert from the message. So a lot of players were talking about that. Dwight Howard was thinking about not playing
0: because of that too. But, but then he, at the end of the day, he decided to come you back. You know, everybody came back cause they come know on, Dwight Howard knows if he didn't play, he wasn't going to get rehired cause he was unemployed. He's on a, he's on a one year deal, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. He was unemployed for I think a year or
1: two for a while. No, oh, yeah, for sure. He bounced, he bounced away. He bounced. I know, think, I think it was
0: honestly very strategic of the Lakers to get Dwight Howard. When he was unemployed, because it made Dwight realize he's not unstoppable and not everybody wants him. He's not the most desired player. It made him take a step back and be like, hey, I need to really play your role. I need to play my role and bring back the OG, the original Dwight Howard. So that way I can do that. And ever since he was unemployed and he came back, totally new man.
1: Yeah, I heard somebody say the Dwight that we have right now, the way he's playing right now. Is the way Kobe wanted him to play when when he was in in LA the first time, which is true, but you can't really expect like the reason he's playing like this right now is because he's bounced around the league. Those a life times. changing events, events change you exactly. But before he was just coming off going to the finals in Orlando. You know, what I mean, he was deep. He was like defensive player of the year like twice, three times. I don't know the exact number of stats, but he was dominant on the on the defensive end. One of the best center, the best center at the same time. He just came off. Of, like, I was one of the ones who defended Dwight when Lakerland was trashing him. Like, yo, you're a bum. You know what I'm saying? After he left. And I'm like, yo, he just came off a of back surgery. First season that he played with us. Like, the doctors told him, do not play. You need to wait at least maybe sit out this whole year or sit out at least half the year. Dwight said, no, nah, I want to play from the back, and you could tell he was all stiff, couldn't even move. You know what <laughs> I mean? But Laker, Laker fans are heart are harsh, man. We don't give a fuck. I mean, we don't, man. You, you, produce, gotta, you, gotta court, you, you gotta, you're on a court. You're on
0: one of the most legendary teams that have ever with Kobe, with Kobe, the best player to ever play the game, and pushes through anything. He'll anything. have, he'll have five broken fingers, and he'll tape them up and still shoot and the ball shoot, and score sixty and, and, points. And shoot with the left or yeah. something like that. So with the left, you know yeah, I, mean? I, I remember that. So I
1: think a reason why Dwight wanted to come back was to erase those memories from Laker. From Lakeland, cause, exactly. Because LA is a big market. Like when he's retired, he wants to come back here, do business here. You want that love from Reputation the city. Reputation
0: is yeah. everything.
1: Yeah, you want that Laker love from the city. That's going to open doors for you to get Hollywood deals and all that. We
0: all need that, those life-changing events mm-hmm. to basically change you as a person, change how you look at life. And that actually can bring me to my next topic of some life-changing events. Okay. We've, we've, Talk about it. Talk about it. <clears throat> we've all been through life-changing events. And those life-changing events, obviously, it's word for word, life-changing events. Right. What are some things that have kind of shaped and developed you to be the person that you have become?
1: Great question. I would have to say, hmm, I would have to give that a lot of thought. But one off the top of my head would have to be when I was... Was that 13 or 15? The One of the first times I went back home to Tanzania, my mom and dad are, you know, for the listeners listening, my mom and dad are from Tanzania, uh, Zanzibar, an, an island called Zanzibar to be exact. My mom uh, came here. I was born here, raised here. So I've been in LA all my life, but I go back to, to Africa, you know, every, every summer, every other summer. But the first time that I remember, I think it was like 2007. So however old I was, do the math. I'm 28 now when I was in 2007, I went back and it changed my life because that was the first time I realized how much we take our regular life here for granted. Like I was staying with my cousins out there and, you know, everyday life is so simple there. We don't have all these, you know, technological stuff where you watch TV all day and get, Oh, you want to drive street, go to McDonald's and stuff like that. Like all this stuff, the remedial stuff we do here, like my people back home, you know, would kill to just to be here. Considered a luxury. A luxury. All the stuff that we like, man. I got a four, a two-year-old iPhone. We like we be throwing it around, trashing it. Like they, like they'd kill for that type of stuff. You know what I mean? Like you know, kill figuratively. But that changed my life, and it made when I came back, I feel like I kept that that lesson throughout my life, and I I just chair, I treated people nicer. Every, everybody's so nice in Africa. You know, it, you know, just. The hospitality, you know, when, when people talk about Southern hospitality here, like everybody, like your neighbors are so nice and everything like that, that's how I felt over there. Like, it's a lot more community-oriented. How
0: long were you there for?
1: That time, I, I used to stay longer when I was younger when I went, like maybe two months at a time. But, I, you know, I'm not going to lie, I would get homesick. So, nowadays, when I go back, the tops I, I stay is about three weeks, four weeks tops. Cause I used to stay like two and a half months, like the whole summer. You know, when we were in grade school- you know, we'd have three months off until we go back to school. So we, I spend, st- I spend the whole three three month summer in Africa, two and a half months or whatever the case is. But now when I go back, I stay about a month or so. But that trip, I remember, just it was the first time as a teenager, kind of adult ish, when I went back and I, 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 just remembered, yo, like we, we, us in America, like we got a, we have a blessing and opportunity to make, you know to make great of our of our life and and i just cherished it you know and that's, it changed my life yeah
0: that's really cool that's really cool is yeah. there anything else that i mean it seems like that is definitely up there yeah is there anything else that kind of like maybe, i'd have to give it
1: some thought you know what about you what do you think
0: <clears throat> honestly my i actually had two life-changing events okay my first one would have to be working at Foot Locker. so i worked at footlocker for about three and a half years maybe a little bit more yeah and i used to be surprisingly enough i'm sure you know it will definitely surprise you i was very quiet in high school i was not the best looking kid i had acne now that didn't change hey
1: <laughs> but quiet though you Used to be quiet
0: i you, was quiet that changed I, you... I was i was quiet i was i always ate my lunch by myself um really didn't talk to anybody Bro, i didn't that's yeah quiet. i had no friends i was that one loner in high school. And I had acne. I was not good looking. I always got, I got like C's. Right,
1: yeah, 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 you glowed up for sure. Yeah. So up, yeah.
0: <clears throat> after I, I was, that's kind of how I was. And I had no hobbies. I just literally would just go home. I even literally at a point in time, if you even ask my parents, I came and I told them, look, I don't want to go to school anymore. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm not This is high school, right? So in okay. high school, like I'm not, I don't have any friends, you know, they're making fun of me and I, it was, it was miserable. It just was not, it wasn't, I wasn't happy at all. And then ever since then, my, you know, blessed my mom, she blessed me with the whole dermatology aspect and we took Accutane and that was another life changing event Okay. And it was very intense. Like, it got rid of all my acne. It got rid of my skin. My skin looks a hundred times better. Really? I'm doing the chemical peels. I was doing, uh, I was, there was even a How long did it take
1: from, like, the worst point from when you started that and, and then? Oh, my
0: face was so bad. Like, yeah. I'm talking my whole face was bad. Uh, i say probably about a year. It, it took was, a year
1: from to kinda, when, to when kinda you started kinda using the that. products to, okay. To
0: doing that. And we we were, I was even doing it where I was putting coffee grounds on my face
1: the reason i ask how long is is because a lot of teens go through you know severe acne how do you like do you know for sure it was the products that did it or it was just your teenage years and then you were just phasing out of it like you i'm 100 percent, 100
0: 100 i was okay. putting acid on my face i was taking pill. i was trying everything yeah and uh long story short once i got that taken care of i got my first job well, my first main job, which was at foot locker, and it was crazy how I got hired. I was just walking the mall. I saw a bunch of foot locker uniforms on um and I saw there I saw people there, and I asked them, "Oh, what's going on?" and they're like, "Oh, we're hiring and but you had to have an appointment to to get to here and my mom finessed and she's like, "Please, can you please give my son an appointment?" and then soon enough from there shout out to mom hey shout out to, shout out to mom That's dope. You know, That's dope. she 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 hooked me up i like that went for an interview and the, my the guy Brian Hines he asked me oh uh, asked me one question oh what what school do you go to and then from then on he had a whole list of questions we diverged off talked about cars talked about sports talked about all that stuff after about an hour the head boss came over to me is like hey what's going on he told me hey when can you work for me on this the, the spot. boss said that Mm-hmm. Wow! And he's like, "When can you work for me?" I got hired. So it's because that you built
1: the rapport with Brian that the bo- the boss saw that rapport you built with him and then felt comfortable giving. And both the of job. them were
0: like, "Okay," and I was like, "Hey, I got a trip to Hawaii, so I can come after that." You 100%. know, not only did it change my personality, it also made me create friends. I didn't have any friends. I didn't have any personality. I didn't have any hobbies. It made my hobby be. Uh, shoes and sneakers so now i have a extreme passion for sneakers i have a hobby for that so that was a life-changing event my other life-changing event was studying abroad in germany okay. i've traveled over 30 countries i've traveled to over 100 cities lived abroad in another country and that was probably the most the biggest blessing and when did you go
1: to germany that was that was in high school right that was in college and that was in
0: college okay so in college uh, i it's studied abroad like in a year, and, uh, a year okay. and that was That's dope that was a life. Yeah, that was the most life changing event. I was so blessed to have the experience. It was the first time I was living on my own.
1: Well, l- let's back up. So for people, you know, we probably have people listening that wa- might want to do that. How do you, How did you even like? How did that opportunity even come about? Like, did you like? How did you find out that you could do that? How did you apply to do that? Yeah, you know. Talk, yeah. To, so talk, what I was doing talk, is I was on my that. way
0: to SRC, which is the Student Recreation Center, which is the gym at CSUN. Right. And I had seen a sign that said "Study Abroad." And I, I was like, "Damn, that would be actually kind of cool." So I walked in and I showed them, like, I was like, "Oh, can I study abroad?" And they handed me pamphlets. And then I was looking at all the countries, and you had to you had to take like a year or two of the language course in order to get it. And Germany was the only place that you were only able to you only had to take a half a semester. So I took a half a semester at another university of German. German and German is my background and my heritage, and I always want to learn okay. about my heritage and things of that Back. sort. So. Yeah. I had to go through a really long and hard process. And long story short, I had to take three courses in Germany to equivalent to one in America. Wow. So that's kind of how the education system was. was.
1: Was that the only prerequisite you had to do? Or did your GPA have to meet a certain GPA? or?
0: Yeah, you had to have a GPA of, a, I think, 3.0 or okay. something of that sort. So you did have to have a certain GPA. Okay. But,
1: that's dope. That's dope. Yeah. All right. So you get the opportunity to go. How do you prepare before you go out there? What do you What do you do? What are you thinking of?
0: I'm not gonna lie. I was pretty scared. I was really. I was scared to leave my hometown, my friends, my life that I was living, and literally not see my family for a year. Not just yeah, man. That's completely scary. Completely change my lifestyle for an entire year.
1: Not and really know the language either. You know, not I mean? really know you the took language. Took the classes because
0: I took French in high school. Two years couldn't hold a. I can't. I couldn't hold a conversation. Yeah. So that that was kind of the really hard thing. I was so nervous, man, I'm not gonna lie. I yeah. was I was shitting bricks. I, yeah. I was really nervous, but I stepped up, I was like, No, I need I need change. I need change. Change is healthy. So I you know, I changed, I found a place in Nerdingen. It's basically me and two cows out, <laughs> out there in the middle of Germany.
1: Your roommates are two cows. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I had
0: like nobody out there. Yeah, the outskirts. The
1: outskirts. It wasn't uh, it, it was not Stockholm. Stockholm is like the main is the, is the capital. Or I'm No, I'm thinking of Sweden. What's bro. the capital of uh, Germany, <laughs> bro? Stockholm is Sweden. I have bro. an aunt. Shout out to my aunt that's in
0: Stockholm. Hey, Sweden. bro. It's Berlin.
1: Berlin, really?
0: Berlin is the capital of Germany. Damn, I thought. Yeah, I'm thinking Man. of Stockholm, Sweden. You got a college degree?
1: I do. Oh, you are tripping, dude, baby. So yeah.
0: So then, um. So then I stayed out there, and then I stayed in a small city for a little while. I couldn't take it anymore. I needed to step outside and see people. So then I transitioned to. Uh, moving to a larger uh, village. Well, it was a city, but uh, moved there. Still like,
1: like rural still? Yeah, kind
0: of like rural. It was called Stuttgart. Mm-hmm. And um, so beautiful, bro. It was such a change, but it made me appreciate, not more or less appreciate, but just be so like thankful of like, it's just different people out there. Like it's very hard to get into people's circle out there. They're very large soccer fans. They're all about soccer. They're all about sports and just soccer so right. well, they call it football, football of course but football football yeah. and, but that is their sport they live and die by football even africa bro
1: everywhere except
0: america except america
1: fu- football is it, r- runs
0: world, it runs the world literally it runs the world out there like when the world cup is on they shut down supermarket i was out there during the uh it wasn't the world cup it was fiba no fifa I, I, I don't know. What was it? <laughs> one, one of the competitions, yeah. And I was Probably out there
1: qualifying to qualify for the for the mm, World Cup because they have some, tournaments to qualify for something it. of that sort. Yeah. And
0: it was Germany versus Italy, and they won the penalty kick, and literally they shut down all, all the bars had tvs all of the i mean it was literally it was it's like a they com- shut down community event yeah it's insane
1: that's dope How that's they... dope though i like i like events that connect the entire community because it doesn't matter what politics you're going through or, or like situations with the government or everything. commonality it's something that touches everybody everybody can sit down together whether strangers strangers will high-five each other through rooting for the same team you know what i mean so yeah i like that for sure yeah
0: it's it's great and, and i was really enjoying that and. Uh, I just traveled, you know, Greece, Rome, Italy. Like, I, I just, I traveled to all these different countries, Iceland. Um, you know, I, I just every country. I was just like, let me go here. I had money saved up, right, and I spent it all. And I was blessed to have that money available. Yeah. Um, but it was just, it was such a blessing, man. Like that's dope, man. Like people always say, oh wow, so many countries. You know, what was your favorite place? And honestly, I can't really pick a favorite place because every place I went to has something to offer offer something different yeah. santorini greece beautiful view yeah beautiful view uh rome amazing history that Be- uh germany had amazing history the history of germany was incredible i love learning about my culture i met family members i had never met before oh so, really yeah i didn't even know my, how'd you find them my, my oma well is is german for grandma she Told me, oh, you have a, you know, a relative out there. And I stayed with them. It was super cool. Well, your grandma
1: so, li- lives out here or lives in Germany? Yeah, my grandma lives out here. Gotcha.
0: And she told me about a couple and they were so happy. And they, people in Germany in general, they just love Americans. They they love Americans. They love speaking English. I would be like. That's everywhere though. Yeah. I mean,
1: not everywhere, but I've been to a lot of places in, in Europe. I've been to Norway. I've been to London. UK is a little, a little, a little tricky, but. Uh, I've been to Norway, I've been to Sweden, I've been to Africa, like, they love Americans. They really do. They love our culture, they they love us. I was gonna mention France, but I held back. For some reason, I don't know why they don't really fuck with us like that, but... I
0: literally... They think we're arrogant and stuck up. I don't know, but... I don't blame them, because
1: a lot of us are arrogant (laughs) and stuck up, you know what I mean?
0: So I don't blame them for that. It was crazy, because I I literally said, like, oh, parlez-vous en glace, Which is, like, do you speak English and French? The guy literally said in perfect English, "No, I don't speak any English," and walked away. <laughs> like, bro, damn! I went to I went to McDonald's and said, "Can I have a number two, or can I have burger with fries?" They said, "Next." I was like,
1: "They say we don't have time for your Google Translate." Sh- you know what I mean? Bro, we're, not, we're it, not translating nothing. It's crazy. That's crazy. Hilarious. Man, it's crazy.
0: But Wait, yeah, I, I mean, yeah,
1: but that was life changing
0: for you. It was a life changing event, man. I was so blessed and so blessed to have that opportunity, and that yeah. that changed me as a person. I'm able to build commonalities with people. Uh, I know what their culture. I know what they look like. I know what they, you know, it's just it's easier for me to build a bond. And man, I can't understand. I mean, you've traveled also, but yeah. traveling to thirty different, over thirty countries and over a hundred cities nah. by myself. Like I traveled to all those places by myself. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So that that really gets you. So sec- my Secure with yourself. Yeah, I agree.
0: Staying at your hostels, sometimes staying in hotels, uh, getting lost on trains, going the wrong direction. Hundred percent. I I went the wrong direction on a train because I fell asleep on it, and I had to sleep on a hard table, in in an airport where it was totally not safe at all, and I had to hold, I had I slept on a table with my arm in my backpack. And my pillow was my suitcase, Jeez. and I had to sleep there. And it was, at, it was at a Starbucks table, and they woke me up at seven in the morning and said, "Hey, you gotta go." It was almost like I was a homeless person. Damn, so you got and that
1: experience too?
0: I got that experience, and I was, I ended up going to Switzerland and skiing down the mountain and stuff. Man, yeah. I could talk about this all. That's dope. I, got, man. I could talk about this for hours, man. That's
1: dope. That's dope. I mean, yeah, that goes to show you that you know a lot of people I know out here haven't even been on a plane let alone travel outside the country, you know? And yeah, going to like, you know, taking a trip to Vegas. If you're from LA, taking a trip to New York and stuff like that. It's cool. That does give you a sense of, you know, seeing other parts of the country, seeing other parts of the world, but there's nothing like going somewhere international with a different culture, you know, not, not just a different, you know, language, but a different culture. Like Eastern Europe, Africa, South America, it really, it really resonates with how humans connect with each other, you know? Like we're, this super fast lifestyle that we live in here, you know, like we- we we connect with each other on a more deeper a deeper level and like traveling internationally really opens that door for you and it changes how you move a- afterwards like you how you interact with people it really changes how you carry yourself after so yeah so i agree like that is definitely big
0: yeah i couldn't agree with you more man yeah. it was just it was such a blessing and just imagine waking up every day being happy yeah yeah. No worries. I mean, I had to go to school and stuff. Yeah,
1: I was going to ask you about that. Is, was the schooling hard? Because you don't speak, you don't really know the language. Well, the education
0: that. system is a lot different. So, uh, you don't have any homework. You don't have any tests. You don't have any exams. You take one exam, and it's a final exam, and that determines your entire grade.
1: I don't know if I like that.
0: It was. I, I didn't really like it. I mean, I think they just kind of gave me a pass because I was American. Yeah. But
1: yeah, because ain't no way you passed them class in
0: <laughs> German, and you had to take the test in German. No. No, you took it in English. I took it in. English. They, they, oh, okay. all the
1: courses were in English. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I could vibe with that. I could vibe with that. Yeah, that would be tough though. I'm, a, I'm a. I mean, I'm not in school anymore, but I was always a good test taker. So I like when we take a lot of tests, a lot of quizzes, break it down, so I don't have to, you know, cram a whole bunch of information into one. But if you break it up into like seven to ten tests per course, I'm great on that. You know what I mean? I'm going all ace all of them. I so, got yeah. the
0: last. I, I, I got. I got to end with. With the would you would you rather all right I got a good one for you, go ahead, would you rather change something in your past or would you rather know your future huh
1: can I change my future I, that was a very long pause can, <laughs> can I change my future though you said you I think your question was, would I rather know my future or change my past, right? Yeah. Can I change my future? Like, can I determine my future or or just know what it is?
0: Well, you would know what it is. Therefore, you would have the ability to change it. Well, I think everybody would pick that one then. Because why go back and change your past if you can
1: dictate your future, you know? But if the question was, would you rather just know your future with no ability to change it? Like, you just know how your life is going to play out? Or- you can change your past. I think that's a more difficult question to
0: answer. That one. Honestly, man, I, I think I would rather know my future. So that way I can – I mean I wouldn't even really – I wouldn't really want to even know my future. I wouldn't even really want to change something in my past because I feel everything in my past has shaped me to be the person I am today. Right. And everything that's going to happen in the future is going to be a result of what's happening in the present.
1: True. I would say I would not like to change my past, not in terms of those events that you're talking about, but I would like to change my past in terms of the things that I did that hurt other people or affected other people. You know, if there was a way for me to still, cause even those situations where I hurt other people, I learned a lesson from it, you know, not to do it again. What I did, like, if it wasn't intentional, I learned, oh wow, what I did here, I didn't intend to do it, but the the consequence of it resulted in this person getting hurt or or something bad happening. I would want to change what I did without, but still keeping the lesson that I learned. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, that's that's a good point because those those moments, and I, I have those moments along with I'm sure everybody else has those moments as well, right. is those moments where you're like, wow, I can't believe I just did that or said that. And that changed you as a person, but you had severe consequences for it. Facts. And, you know, we're both thinking of something in our mind right now. And I think now that we've kind of talked about it, I would change. I think I would change something in my, in my yeah, past. Yeah. than to know my future.
1: Yeah. And now, you know, we're not saying change change your past in terms of like – Oh, I wish you know I would have answered this question right on the test or something like that. Things that would affect our life. I don't think we're we're, we're talking about that. I would change something that I what's, did. What's what's something that, that you would have changed? Something like somebody else.
0: Give me one example. One thing that I wish I would have changed. I wish I would have joined a fraternity um, throughout the year. Although I don't, I don't think I would, no. Nah. Yeah, I mean, maybe I shouldn't. I mean, I just don't like. I, I think I know, maybe an event that I maybe did. I mean, honestly, I'm happy with what I did in my past. Yeah. I think maybe some things would, would like... I don't really know what I would change. Do you know what you would change? Nothing that I can say on camera. (laughs)
1: But... That's a safe thing, (laughs) Loki. Nothing I can say on camera, but I'll sum it up in the same umbrella. They're not exclusive. Maybe, you know, if we make a Patreon, we might tell you on a Patreon (laughs) episode. Um, You know, that's still in the works. However... I'll throw it into the same umbrella. It's I would change things that maybe affected other people more than it affected myself. you know. But the things that, that I did wrong, dumb mistakes that I made that affected me, I learned from those. You know what I mean? And they shaped me to who I am. So I wouldn't change those. But things that I did that unnecessarily hurt somebody else or affected somebody else. I would learn the would lesson. But, exactly. But try to change that as well.
0: I would learn the lesson, but change what i said yes so basically have it written down in a book so i could basically read it and be like oh don't do this facts or learn from somebody else but not have that happen to that person yeah that person
1: yeah yeah that's what i'm thinking because knowing your future that kind of takes the the fun away from life you know what i mean like the uncertainty of of life is not knowing what's what's what what lies ahead which makes you grind because you you want to aspire to things that are coming up because if if i know know i'm
0: gonna win the lottery I'm not gonna work. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit on my butt. I'm not gonna do anything. Facts, because you know on March 27th, 2045,
1: I'm winning a lottery. So exactly. I'm about to bum it out this whole time. Exactly. And so it takes away the fire under you to make exactly.
0: it. Exactly. So, and, and if I would have known I won the lottery, you know, in two, three years, I'm not gonna work in my job. Facts. I'm gonna chill, play basketball, survive, you know. Facts. And me grinding, me doing those things has changed me as a person. Yeah. And I would have never done those things. That's a fact. If man. I was in college and and, and uh, if I was in the beginning years of college and I knew I was going to win the lottery in 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 3 4 years, I wouldn't have studied abroad. I wouldn't have worked at Foot Locker. I wouldn't have got my college degree. I yeah. wouldn't have got any of that. I would have dropped out. And I wouldn't have you wouldn't had have that time. studied abroad experience.
1: though, even with knowing you're going to win the lottery, you wouldn't have studied. But I wouldn't abroad.
0: have been in that mindset because mm-hmm. the reason I studied abroad was because I needed change. So I wouldn't have been able to do all the things that I have done. right, right. So right. changing your past but still learning the lesson. Would be my answer to that question. Okay, okay.
1: Now I like that. I like that, man. You let us know in the comments. You know, short answers. What would you rather do? Know your future or change your past? You know, you can't. You can't. You know, confuse those two things. Knowing your future, you can't change it. Just know it or changing your past. Let us know what y'all think.
0: Yeah, sounds yeah, good. Yeah, man.
1: Thank you all for tuning in, man. That's another great episode, Day and Night podcast. Please, please, please like and subscribe. YouTube, Apple Podcast, Spotify, wherever you, you know, consume the content. Go ahead and do that. Uh, and we love y'all, man. And, you know, tap into the comments section. Let us know. Give us feedback. And we love y'all, man. We'll see y'all next week. Day and night. Day and night, baby. Boom.